0: Welcome to the B2B Growth Marketer Podcast with Alex Mead. I've invited sales, marketing, and business leaders to discuss their successes, failures, and everything else in between. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the show. Hey, welcome back to the B2B Growth Marketer Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Mead, and I'm going to do something a little different today. Today, I'm going to really just talk about buyer personas. And, you know, I have conversations with 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 B two B marketers, all you know from all angles, from all industries, you know both as friends and and having conversations, and then also on our sales process, you know engaging and you know running our discovery to talk through buyer personas. And there's a lot of misconceptions about buyer personas. And there's a lot of uh, you know they've been around for long enough. HubSpot has really pushed them. You know it's it's crucial to the inbound philosophy and methodology. And so I thought today, you know, maybe we can just kind of dissect and look through them and really talk about like what are what they you know, what is a buyer persona? How can they help? Um, and, And like, what do you do to create them? And then what do you do once you've created them? and hopefully we can kind of, you know, clear some of the area of what is a buyer persona and what it is not. And and if you have questions or, you know, you I might not cover everything you're looking for, obviously engage with us on on social media. You can always email me at Alex alex@peakins.point. At um, you know, but we will get started. So first I want to just talk about what is a buyer persona. And this is kind of an, a a big question because a lot of people don't know what it is and they think it's just a, you know, a personification of your of who your client is, you know, like Mary the marketer or like, uh, you know, Eric the engineer, but it but it's much more than that. I mean, those are just like those are just kind of names to remember and to think about. But your buyer persona is really this semi fictional character. It is your customer. It is all of, you know, a segment of your customer combined of all of the things that you've cu- you've discussed with them, all of the things you know about them, you know, really pulling together those commonalities that they share to create something that you can create content for that specific persona. And it's important that like personas personas are not just, you know, you don't have one persona for a company. You can if you have if you have a very niche product or a very niche person but most of the time companies have multiple let's take uh let's take like in like a like a manufacturing or industrial uh you know type 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 company and typically if it's something technical that's going into an overall design it's going on a pc board something like something more complex you have an engineer who is a persona who's looking for specs they're looking for the right piece to fit in once they do that then it goes to the procurement team. So then you have another persona is your procurement person and you need to be able to understand what are both of their needs, challenges, motivations, each of them to then be able to create the right content, the right, uh, the right mix of, 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 of elements. Is it video? Is it content? Is it presentations? Is it podcasts? Uh, and then also where to put it, LinkedIn, Twitter, what paid ads? Where the what other what other industry magazines or websites or or associations are they looking at? Where are they online to get this content to them? Is it best to go through like an SDR model where you're going to send that content out? Um, and and you know that's that's really what personas are is this segment of your audience? Uh, it can be it can be narrow, it can be a little bit bit wider, but really like who are they? and answering a few of kind of these big questions you're you should be able to know this of your persona what is their what is their biggest challenge what are the motivations what happens if they don't what's what's the fear if they don't get through this uh what what makes them tick like what what is it about them uh what age great age group are they in are do they have do they typically have kids they have families like what else are they worried about thinking about outside of work all of those things play in i mean Especially with the pandemic, our work live situation—you know, work working at home, we're living at home—all of these worlds are, are are so combined and collided right now that you you know for a good marketer should be taking all of those things into account because maybe you realize um, you know you're working with engineers that are 45, they have kids and a family, so. You know, on, a, on, a, on an afternoon, maybe they're going to soccer practice. Maybe they're taking kids to gymnastics. Maybe they're doing recitals. And so trying to, you know, re- reach them at certain times of the hour, that helps you kind of with planning and, and information. So there's really everything you can know about your customer is what makes up a buyer persona. Uh, you know, oftentimes companies come to us and say, well, we have, we have buyer personas. We know who they are. Uh, and they, they can rattle off you know, one to two things about them. Or, or they might say, our personas are our um, are, are product merchandisers, but that's it, they know job titles. And to be clear, you know, there's a difference between, a lot of people confuse what an ICP, an ideal customer profile, and what a buyer persona is. And so your, your ideal customer profile is, uh, you know, we work in B2B technology in software, enterprise and SaaS. We target companies that are three to ten million. We target companies that are on the West Coast, and we target companies with uh, a headcount of eleven to, you know, eleven to fifty employees. And that's that's your ideal customer profile. That's who you're targeting in terms of customers. But your buyer persona, those are the people that work there. They're not job titles. Uh, they're not. Uh, you, you know, it's it's really based on like what. What defines them, what are their challenges, and what content would really reach them and trigger an emotion or a reaction? Um, so buyer personas can be can be take different forms of how you how you position them. But oftentimes if you say your buyer persona is marketing director, um, then that's maybe not detailed enough because a marketing director at what company, what type of company? because those are different challenges. Uh, you know, if you uh, a marketing director and your company does a lot of trade shows and industry does a lot of trade shows, those are different challenges than a company that doesn't, an industry that doesn't do trade shows. Um, I know everyone's probably doing trade shows and getting back to them. But, you know, the point is everybody has different unique uh, qualities of what their challenges are, what solutions they need, and then how, how they go about finding those solutions. And so really, if you know what a buyer persona is, let's talk about like how you create them. The, easy, the best way to create them is you just need to talk to your customers. There's, there's, no, like, there's no other way around it. Um, we've also had conversations where they say, oh, well, our leadership team came together and made buyer personas. Um, your leadership team probably knows the customers really well, but they don't, they're not the customers. And you need to talk to your customers because your leadership team has a view of how your products and services are. It goes this way, it goes this way. And this is how they phrase it, and this is what they expect the challenges are. Now, they might be right. So I don't want to say that this is like a a completely wrong strategy, but it needs to take a step further. And then you need to talk to those customers to confirm that information. Um, You need to talk to customers in a diverse pool um, of, uh, and well-rounded sample size. So we typically, when we build buyer personas, we interview somewhere between six and ten people those consist mostly of customers of different sizes. Uh, you know if we're building a specific persona, then we want them in that in that range. Uh, but we also do talk to customer facing people, customer facing meaning marketing, sales, customer service, uh, account management, you know usually a CEO or leadership or president, somebody who, who has been there and understands. and we take all of that information, all of those interviews, do them on Zoom. We record them. We get them transcribed. We read through them. We analyze. We pull out all the keywords. We put all the commonalities that a lot of people are saying Of that my challenge is X. Oh, we deal with this. We deal with this. And, and we pull those together um, to create those buyer personas. Now, when you're creating the buyer personas and you're starting this initiative, if you're doing this internal and you're the spearhead you know, you need other champions involved in these other departments. So it's really good to have sales involved because sales, if marketing is is sending the leads to sales, you wanna be aligned on who you're targeting and who the right people to talk to. Uh, You usually want customer service in there because the people that they're working with, they might know a lot of the challenges, they hear a lot of that right away. And so you want them involved. And if you can get those people involved, you're going to align those three teams or more uh, with a common goal of let's figure out the best way to talk to our client. Let's find the best way to engage. Let's find the best time of day. Let's do the format. Is it should we should we shift our you know model to text messages because that's what they realize they enjoy because now they're all home. You know, figuring out those in, that information, getting everybody on board. The second is. You know, you, you've kind of built a list of who you want to talk to. Well-rounded, diverse, we talked about that. Now, some common things you should ask. Um, you know, we always recommend before you start this initiative, you know, work with these three teams and build a list of questions. Um, you, know, you don't always want to ask like exactly what your product and services do for them because that's not what we're trying to find out. We're trying to find out before they came to you or like how do they go about finding solutions to their problems. So some things you can ask is like, what are your biggest challenges in X? What are your biggest challenges right now? Um, Keep it open-ended because they might not talk about the solution you provide. They might be talking about other things. And if you can figure out how to help them there, you can bring them to the table. Um, What's at stake if you don't solve for these challenges? What happens if you don't solve these? Um, How do you go about researching how to solve these problems? Um, Who do you report to? And how big is your team? Because you need to know, are they decision makers or are they just doing the research? Because once you know that chain of command, you can then best create other content and then and, and more of a strategy. Uh, what social media channels do you use for work? And for personal, You know that's important just because they use it for work for one. But if they're, you know, a lot of people say Facebook, B2B, Facebook advertising is not in a good spot for that. But guess where everybody goes on free time? Facebook and Instagram. Um, And so sometimes those are good channels to put out value-based content or something helpful to them. Um, What responsibilities do you have at work and outside of work? You know, again, we're trying to get a big picture. And so what we recommend doing is once you get all those three teams on board, uh, create a standard set of questions that you're going to ask everybody. Of course, if you can ask additional questions based on, you know, answers they give, you can ask follow-up questions. But it's best to, you know, create a... Uh, you know, what we call like a questionnaire template. All of the questions that you want to ask, have them standardized. You can put in notes if it's a Google Docs. You can put in notes, right, when you're talking to them or somebody else on the call can have that take notes. So all that information for each person is on one spot. Now, you're probably asking like, well, what people from what departments? Typically, you know, you want someone from sales, director of sales. You want an AE, someone who who has, has the experience that has been talking to them, marketing directors, CMOs. Um, if you have a content team, you know, content strategies, because they're the ones they are going to take that information and create content ideas based on the information you hear. Um, and you know, that's, those are some of the tips of why you should create them. Like, what is it about, what is a buyer persona? Um, you know, what, how you should go about asking those um, you know you can send out emails to ask to get to get requests for those but here are a few tips here's six kind of like pro tips of going about this um, one don't put it off any longer we hear this all the time we've been meaning to do this we, we've we been it's been on our it's been on our to-do list it was uh, a priority for q1 and we didn't get around to it because talking to your customers and scheduling those It's not glamorous. It it takes time and it takes resources, but it's valuable. It's vital to a a campaign. So don't put it off any longer. When you conduct these interviews, uh, play dumb. Don't pretend like you already know what they're going to say because you want them to feel comfortable to say more, explain it in more detail. The more information, the more detail you get, the more valuable these buyer personas will be. Um, don't go it alone. Again, it's daunting. And it can be feel like a lot of work. And you know, if, you, if, you have, if, you, if you create this kind of committee within the departments, you can always have you know, one to two people on a call to doing it doing an interview. Someone can help take notes. Someone can uh you know doing asking the questions. And then after you look at all the data, it's it's important to get a, a, a view, a good, a good uh, you know, idea and collective of what this information means and how it can be used. So, you know, always try to find champions in the other departments if you can. Uh, you know, this f- number four, allow your personas to evolve. Uh, you don't, you know, oftentimes companies will say, oh, we created our personas two years ago. If you told me that, if you told me you created personas in January of 2020, I would say you need to do new personas because guess what? A pandemic just hit. And while everybody in January was in the office, They had their annual goals. They were ready to go. And the world was turned upside down. We haven't gone back to that. Uh, most businesses, a lot of businesses, are working from home or some sort of hybrid. So that just changed the challenges, that changed motivations, that changed habits. Um, And so your your buyer personas are never set in stone. They can evolve. Every six months, you can review them and see if you need to update them. You know, every time someone talks to a customer and learns something new, maybe that can evolve into those buyer personas. Number five, we talked about this, but talk to a diverse, well-rounded group of, of people. You don't want to talk to, um, you know, if you're, if you're talking to engineers, you don't want to talk to engineers in the same size company of the same industry if you service others. If that's, if that's your main, if that's your, if that's your persona, go for it. But if you're looking to, you know, get it, make an engineer persona uh, of like a specific industry and comp- different company sizes, you know, try to spread out the size of the company, um, you know, in the different in different levels of people you're talking to. And then six you know we're really big about process and documenting and you know i really can't stress this enough but build and then use a buyer persona template so create a document that lists uh the demographics of your buyer persona you know what what their job titles are what's the size of the company that that they typically work in again this is your collection of all of the information that you've collected from your buyer personas Create a little story, like who is this person and what is their biggest challenges. They create a story that you can really, you know, relate to. Because when if you just see demographic data and you just see this is their challenges and pain points and this is how much money they make and this is when they need, why they need to do it, it's very it's hard to connect with. And when you create that story, you can then figure out like oh well they actually are just like me and they they do struggle with getting everything done in a day or they struggle with picking up kids in the afternoon. And so you can find ways to relate and and, and tailor your content to them. And the goal here with buyer personas is from a marketing perspective, the more uh, personal you can make content, the more uh, effective it will be. And by personal, I mean, you don't have to put their name in it. You don't have to talk about picking up the kids, but if you can be human and relate to them, And, you know, relate to the time challenges, constraints, or maybe the the budgetary pressures that you learn. Or um, if you know that there's specific big industry seasons, you can be specific with that and speak to exactly to their needs and challenges. Okay, you have Personas. You've done a good job of building your team, this little committee from the different departments, you've identified and interviewed, you've documented the interviews, you've recorded them, you've built out buyer persona uh, templates. So you have your buyer personas. So now what do you do? So once you've done all those, you know, really you want to identify, you want to schedule a time with your teams To present them because these shouldn't live in a silo just in marketing so you've you've got this team of sales you've got this team of marketers you have this team of account managers customer service and now the three of you should go present those to your teams and to management because everybody should know these are our customers this is what their challenges are this is what their habits are this is this is typical job titles typical demographics this is their story and if everyone's on board, then all of a sudden, when they see marketing in certain ways, or sales is using specific outreach material, then we're all connected and we're all targeting and speaking the same language to the same groups of people. And once you've kind of gone through that, you know, from a marketing perspective, we, we target a, a buyer persona and pain point at a time. Because you know, they're, the buyer persona that you're targeting They have a very specific challenge and there's a very specific pain point that you and a very specific solution that you can offer. And so we think it's good to create the entire campaign targeting that and move on to the next one instead of trying to piece them all together at the same time. So for marketing perspective, you need to really figure out uh, who are you going to target first? And there's a few ways to think about which persona and let's say you created Five personas, and that's a lot. And it's good to know that information. And in you know, customer service can use them, sales can use them, but from a marketing perspective, you need to have a strategy for each one. And so, you know, figuring out how to start this is a few tips of how we kind of figure out how to prioritize those. One, what is the highest value persona? Is there a low hanging fruit? Is there one that there's more you have more customer cap in that uh, industry or that persona? Uh, and if so, is that like where you should go? Uh, another way to think of it is people that have already that, that, that you've already researched, you know, a re-engagement campaign. Um, another thing, if you're breaking into a new market, um, oftentimes we come in to build buyer personas for new markets. Markets that the companies don't know that much about and so the personas and the campaigns are breaking into a new, a new market, a new strategy, a new solution um, that they're going after. The other thing you can also look at is look at all of the content you've created now that you know your buyer personas you can then reorganize your content and maybe you've already created you know maybe you already created a hundred pieces of content targeting a specific persona so start with that one and just reshape it and reorganize it so that's another way to think about which personas you should target first and you know like personas and targeting your personas it's really, it's really a what is the priority for the company, and what is the what is the biggest challenges you're trying to achieve now? I'm not saying you can't, you know, you can't go after uh, more than one person at a time. Our approach is to is to really hone in on one. Build build the build the awareness content. Build any kind of lead magnet or or content offers. Um, you know, figure out your strategy. Is ungated. Are you building podcasts? Are you getting interviews? You know, what is the strategy there? Get all those pieces set up, because once that is up and running, you know you've got a topic cluster strategy targeting that. You know the pillar pages. All of those things will continue to run once it's built. And so you once you start getting that up, it's a lot easier to maintain and launch and and move to another one. So. Let's talk about why personas are—they're v- valuable because when you know your customer on a very deep level, you understand what they're trying to do. You under- understand what's important to them. You understand the challenges. You understand what's at stake if they don't solve this. Uh, obviously, everyone's going to be different, but when you know that information, you can—you can be make more meaningful sales outreach. Context, You can make better content that better aligns with what their challenges are. And let's say you are a marketing company and you know that marketing directors have a hard time pulling up reports. What reports, you know, maybe they're all in spreadsheets. Maybe they're trying to collect information on social. So maybe we should make a set of templates and guides to, you know, collect and, and place data on, on Google Sheets. We should create that. Um, you know, maybe if you're an industrial manufacturer, you know, creating a ultimate guide to customizing a specific, um, a specific product. And, you know, I think building those personas is really going to be what drives your strategy. A lot of companies and people worry that they don't have a strategy. You know, there's, there's plenty of data out there that says companies with strategies with that have proven strategies for their marketing targets are more successful in generating MQLs and SQLs and ultimately opportunities. So it's very important to do that. So I wanna briefly talk about how here at Beacon's Point, how we build buyer personas into our content strategy. And so really first, the first step we take with every single client we bring on is we agree on the, the personas. Let's build and research and document those personas. We don't just go in and start talking to people. We work with you to say, okay, what do we think the personas are? Now let's go do the research. Let's talk to them and let's confirm that information. We then document them. Uh, once we have all the information, we also then perform competitor analysis. Um, you know, we get paid in organic keyword research around the challenges that your personas are talking about and the company solutions. We start to match those. So what is the what is the core challenge of your persona? And that is we try to find then what's that core core topic uh, to create the campaign around with the topic cluster strategy and then all the subtopics. Once we have the information, we know search data, we know how much volume there is, we know your personas, we know what, your, you know, what the lifetime value of a persona, what your average deal size is. Uh, then you wanna create smart goals as well for those to identify what your metrics that you're trying to achieve. And you should be able to get very specific with the data and with the buyer persona research. And then lastly, you build a strategy. You know you know what their pain points are. You know what their challenges are at work and off work and, and out of work. You know where they're looking at things. You know They're on LinkedIn, they're on Twitter, they're listening to podcasts when they walk the dog. Um, you know, so so you know what kind of content, where they're listening to, you know what kind of content they want. Now go out and build a detailed strategy and start getting that, you know, achieved. The last the last thing I wanna say about personas, they do not happen overnight. Building personas does take time. You know, we, we do this as a service and it takes us 30 to 45 days. And we're dedicated to it. You know, we have people that are on it. And so if you're doing that internally, you have a lot of other things. So, you know, we, we also recommend to companies Talk to your customers once, talk to a customer once a month. Build those personas and then, and then confirm them once a month. Schedule 30 minutes. Have other people on your team do it as well. Sales people should be doing it as well. Account managers obviously are doing it a lot. You know, buyer personas are something that everybody knows they need. Most people know they need. Companies often ask, uh, you know, a CMO or a marketing director who might ask a lower level employee to build buyer personas, which they might not have that skill set. They might not know how to call or talk to customers, or they might just pull, you know, they might have a conversation with a salesperson and pull it from that. And those, and incomplete buyer personas or buyer personas that don't have all of the data or correct information, you know, if you build your strategy on a buyer persona and they're not correct, you know, that whole marketing strategy will not be successful. That whole sales strategy will not be successful as you hope. And so understanding your buyer personas is really at the complete core of all effective communications with prospects, with potential customers, with leads, uh, and with current customers. I mean, like that's important because it's also the current customers of how, you know, these buyer personas can influence uh, your business. So today, whenever you listen to this, think about your business. Do you have buyer personas? And then ask yourself, do you feel confident in those buyer personas? And think about building some new ones. We've got plenty of resources at beaconspoint.com. Uh, we've got, if you click on our resource or learning tab, we've got some uh, buyer persona ultimate guide and some other downloadables there that you can review. Um, you can also always hit me up on LinkedIn. You can always hit me up on email. If you have any questions, you know, I talk with companies about buyer personas and strategy all day, and so I'd be more than happy to do so again, but I want to thank everybody for listening and enjoy your day. Thanks for listening to the B2B Growth Marketer Podcast, hosted by me, Alex Mead. The B2B Growth Marketer Podcast is sponsored by Beacons Point. Beacons Point is a growth marketing agency that creates a video-first content approach to attract the right customer and deliver the message at the right time. Find out more at beaconspoint.com. This week's episode is produced by Summer Myers. Thanks for listening. See you next time.